Hey everyone, and welcome back to Tales of Esperan. If you're new to the show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's focused on telling fun, character-driven stories. Now, what does that mean? Well, to keep it simple, we sit down at our desks, log in online, and pretend to be someone we're not for a little while, all the while recording it to share with you. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy, second by second, line by line. Follow along as our players pretend to be small-town adventurers, doing their best to put some good into the world. And my favorite part about all this is that we have no idea what will happen next. Our story is being told with a game system you may or may not be familiar with. Oh, who am I kidding? It's Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Now, we loosely rely on this system to tell our own stories, independent of the lore and problematic content that comes out of the box with Dungeons & Dragons, especially in its own world lore. In short, this just means that we use the game system and some dice to decide what happens next to our characters, not some story or some world that someone else has written for us. I wonder what'll happen this week. Roll high? Maybe you vibe check a spooky deer. Roll low? Maybe you start another forest fire? Two, wait, two in less than a week. That couldn't possibly happen. No way. Uh, pl please ignore that. That's, that's nothing. Let's roll the dice and find out what happens next. Together. When we last left off, three of you, well, two of you, were sitting inside of this kind of abandoned woodside shack, playing a game of two truths and a lie with Eliel. Outside, Tedward, still unconscious from his overdose on magic moths, was left outside by the fire with Rose and Thurbash. While you were sitting inside of this woodside cabin, um, I think we had just left off with Alea realizing that she might be colorblind. Um, and Eliel is telling you how, well, I spent an entire summer traveling with the most infamous pirate in all the land. Do you think it's true? I mean... If you're reduced to traveling with us now, I'm going to say that's a lie. Um, okay, the you're... corner of the room. <laughs> well, so Unless I, you're on real I, will say, I will say Tedward is still unconscious because he was involved in, in something that, Thurbash, that caused Thurbash to take off into the woods. Tedward um, said that in his sleep. He did. He's mumbling by the fire. With, um, I forgot I was unconscious, my man. It's okay. No, you're fine. Um, so inside this cabin is Hele and Alea. They're kind of sitting on the floor. Surrounding you is this kind of dusty, abandoned, like, shack. There are these kind of metal cots with, like, what used to be cloth um, 
draped across them where people could sleep. Um, they can't now because it's been so long since this place has been used. You had to physically break down the door to get in. How about to, to kick our brain cells into motion because most of us are sleepy. Um, how about Haleia and Alea, you each take a, a turn with a truth and a lie. Um. Okay, who's next? I like this game. It's a lot of fun. I forgot mm. what mine were. <laughs> you can just make new ones up. You don't have to use the same old ones because we already did that. Okay. Um. I, I had a. Oh wait, I had a dog growing up named Peanut. Okay. Um. I am colorblind and. Col col colorblind. We've already done that. Oh, wait, we have to go again? Oh, this is a different round. It's a new round, yeah. That's what I said. Do something new. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then I already did the peanut one. Hold on. Alea, I know it's late, but you can't be that tired. I sleep a lot. I I, I noticed. It's quite intoxicating. <laughs> Someone else go. Someone oh, else go. <laughs> standing near you makes me sleepy. Uh, all right. Um, I am... Uh, I dye my fur. Uh, my people have a purpose in the world. As do most. And I speak the Draconic. Ooh. Real dark if that's a lie. I'm good. I'm going to guess the middle one is a lie. I'm going to guess that you dye your fur. It's not a dye. I dye my fur. Natural spotted tabaxi. Wait, your people don't have a purpose? Oh, you don't die. Wait. Hmm. It's too No. Hmm. He said his people have a purpose. Oh, I misheard. I thought he said no purpose. Um. Okay, I, I, I have one. I love airy stories by the campfire. Okay. I hate bugs. No, wait, I love bugs. And I have my pockets filled with sand in the summer. I'll say the last one. I think it was the second because you stopped yourself. Um, it was the first one. I hate scary stories. Oh. Why do you feel your pockets with sand in the summer? Different types of plants grow on different types of soil. That's fair. Well, right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Fair, um, can fair. both of you roll me perception checks? There it is. This button. I got an eight. Oh, thank God, Haley. I got 22. Thank God. <laughs> While you guys are having this conversation, Haley, your ear kind of twitches um, as you hear the sound of an impact outside. Not super loud, but with a 22, you hear like something thud. Like maybe a bag being dropped on the ground, or like something. Just like something catches your ear. Who's facing the door right now? Mm -hmm. Anyone? I think you and Alea probably would be. Um, Eliel would have her back to the door. Uh, Eliel, can you check outside, see what... I think I heard something. Hmm. All right. Put me in the line of fire, why don't you? You're the closest to the door. She gets up and walks a couple feet to the door and stands outside. She like turns her head and looks back in. Oh, 
it's nothing. Rose is just standing there. She looks tired. She's breathing pretty heavily. What? Wait. That. Why is she tired? She's just standing there breathing heavily? Is she alone? You hear from outside. Guys? Um, we got a problem. That doesn't sound like it's not a problem. Alright, I'm going to get up and go check. I follow along. Um, you guys rush past Elia. Oh, oh my! As you step out onto the porch, and you see Rose kind of standing there, clenching her hammer in hand. And Thurbash is nowhere to be seen. What happened? Where's Thurbash? She's, you see Rose is kind of scanning the tree line. He, uh, he started acting kind of weird. Wait to get Tedward up. Um, and she's kind of like eyeing the tree line, looking back and forth. I'll use a claw to uh, break the ropes on uh, Tedward. Yes. Um, Tedward, you were tied up by Thurbash, who was afraid you were going to wake up and try and choke him out again. <laughs> I probably would have. Um, yeah, so you break the rope with your claw. Easy peasy. Um, and Tedward is just still knocked out. I start poking his legs with my claw. I have absolutely no feeling in my legs. You're going to have to go higher. <laughs> Step on my face or something. <laughs> I scratch his exposed ear, whichever one's exposed. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, I hold his nose shut. An uncomfortable interval happen passes, and Tedward begins to change color. And then when you're just about to, like, lose your nerve, Tedward <laughs> sits up, gasping for a breath. <laughs> Why? Why did you tie me up and suffocate me? I didn't tie you up. Oh, that's right. The tree man did. How do you know this? Wait, hold on. Are you asking me? Why? How do I know who tied me up? Yes. Uh, oh, okay. You. I was, was I not there? You were unconscious for it because you you like clunked out after the the moth overdose and you didn't wake up. Oh, okay. But, Rewind. But no, as you say that, you're like, wait, how did I know that? And then you hear a uh, scribbling. Oh, that's right. Like of pen of pencil on paper. Handy dandy. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, the book wrote it down. When you look to your left, the book is closed. Well, that's weird. So hold on a minute. I heard scribbling, but the book's not moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll open the book and I'll look at the last, the last page, or the most, the most recently filled page, rather. And it said, "And the wretched, vile wizard absconded into the forest." Yeah. Are you peering over his shoulder? It's a bad sign used two adjectives that was rude a lot yeah. for you. bad it book only, it only gets florid when it really doesn't like somebody is it because it doesn't like it or because you don't like them our dad feelings about an episode i was not cautious for <laughs> i'm a little little less hot on you pal for trying to smother me i was waking you couldn't tie you up Wait, what happened? Why did he why did he run away? I don't know. Flip back a couple of pages. As you say, so as you guys are talking, um, you hear the ground 
like it sounds like someone's turning over soil behind you and you look and you see Rose's giant armadillo has spawned out of the ground and she's like leaning down. Go survey the woods, keep a perimeter. And she looks towards all of you who are kind of all hunched over Edward's book reading it. Has your friend ever acted weird? Like violent, amoral, anything? Is everybody no. looking sideways at Tedward? <laughs> yes. This guy? No, the Thurbash, the other one. Oh, I was going to say. That's, that is <laughs> oh? the opposite of an exclusive list. Uh, no. He muttered to himself every now and then, but Who's, I don't remember being violent, violent. Whose idea was it to dig up the body? Thurbash. I'll bring that up. It, he was the one who wanted to dig up the body that might have been contaminated by dark magic. And then he was the one who wanted to keep the fingernails. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. did, did you say keep Wait. his fingernails? Did I never bring this up before? I don't remember the fingernails. Right. Well, yeah, when we went to the graveyard and I dug up the dead body because as we had reached a consensus that it was necessary, I didn't suggest it, Thurbash wanted to keep his fingernails. Or at least remove them. I don't know if he would have burned them or used them to decorate a very small, creepy doll. I don't know what his plan was, but he wanted the fingernails. I don't I don't know what it was, but he seemed convinced that Tedward knew some kind of dark secret about him. And Tedward, he tried to, he tried to cast some kind of mind magic on you while you were unconscious. That would probably be really hard. I'm swimming in mind magic. And I, like, point my thumb at the book. Well, I mean, that that aside, I asked him to stop and said we can talk to you when you wake up. And he, w he wouldn't let it go. And then... What do you know? I mean, the fingernail thing is pretty damning. <laughs> I'm sure there's a reason. He... So he ran away? I told him to put it down and just to leave it for the night. And if he would keep pushing down that road, I'd have to consider if, you know, he should still be a ward of mine. And he, he tried to cast a paralysis on me. Okay, that is a little worse than tying me it, up. It barely, barely worked, and I managed to clip him with my hammer to try and knock him out before he vanished from thin air. Like he just disappeared. Is there even a small chance he's actually just invisible? I I don't think so. I have my I have my armadillo scout in the area. He hasn't smelled him, not yet. Leia, you have pockets full of dirt. Throw up a little cloud of dirt. He <laughs> might be invisible and insmellable. I'm doing it. She's taking both hands into one pocket, Almost. like confetti, throwing it in the air. I'm gonna um, feel like a goddamn genius if a dirty <laughs> thurbash appears. Roll me a um, dexterity check. I guess. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know what happened. An eleven. Mm, you you scatter dirt around into the air and you watch it gently settle onto the ground. Nothing. At least nothing that you nothing that you could see. It could also be dirt proof. I'm going to assume, what was it again? Where'd that spell go? That my eyes of the veil is still going on since it was eight hours. Yeah, yeah, it's still going on. 
for sure. Oh, no, wait, hold on a second. Oh, sorry. Go, go for it. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to say, I'm just going to start waving my paws in the air where I last from, or where Rose can tell me Thurbash last was. Um, roll me an Arcana check, because it's been a little bit, but I think you might be able to get a scent of something. Probably not. Three. Oof. Okay. You do sense a faint magic around the area where Thurbash was standing. You can't tell what kind of magic, though. Yep. Well, there's magic. That's all I got. Book did say that he absconded, so he probably isn't still here. What do you what do you know about him? Uh, so would I retain? So hold on, just in a like a meta question here. Would I retain the information that I got from his brain while I was high on moth dust? Roll me a history check. I wish there was a drug tolerance to check. <laughs> um, let's see what I got. Ba-ching! Eight. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> I, what I will say is, you think back to like when you remember vaguely saying I can read your thoughts and what you remember is Thurbash's voice responding in kind in your head saying don't think about that don't think about that and then you were hit with a vision and that vision is so hard to focus on because as you're trying to like focus on it you remember seeing a large dark tree and a vibrant sky and a young man standing in front of the tree and then he kneels down. But like when you're trying to focus on the details, you just hear incessant scribbling. Like something is trying to unwrite that memory, but it's having trouble. So, but the, hmm, well, that's interesting. And like, is this scribbling similar to the scribbling I hear from the book or does this have like a different character to it? Same scribbling. Okay, so it is. This is a, this is a new thing for you. Okay. You usually only hear the scribbling when the book is actually writing. But at least that's not like, it's not a totally different sound. So like, it's not like a spell that Thurbesh put on me that's trying to like gunk my memory up. It's probably just the book doing its own. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's a very familiar okay. sound to you, for sure. Okay, well at least, at least there's that. Uh, the only thing I know is that he did something with the tree, or the tree did something to him. But honestly, that's completely in character. We all know the guy's a tree nerd. I mean, I know he wasn't part of main society like I was. I don't know what society he was a part of, but... Can I do a history or arcana check or something? Um, a religion? Religion ooh, check? Religion would work. Aha! Roll for tree nerds. Mm. Dang it! Fifteen. That's still pretty good. Um, Here's what I will say. Tedward, do you bring up the details of the memory that you had? Yeah, I'll describe it as best as I can, knowing that it's it's something that I, I have difficulty focusing on. Like there was a a forest and a sky under the sky, but it wasn't like a normal sky. It was more colorful than it should be, like uh, an aurora or a rave, <laughs> and uh, there was a young man in the forest, and I'm. I think it was, I think it was Thurbash. With a 15, and I'll say, Alea, with those these details, um, what you do remember, at least because, you know, you lived in a small town, you didn't quite really travel many places, but you probably did a, a good amount of reading, um, especially living so close to First Light. 
way up north. And you do know that there are a variety of like little tiny subcultures that worship plants because you know your your mom and your your family was like a herbalism place. You know, so worship of plants is kind of adjacent to the things you would do because some people would come in for those kinds of things. Though the bit about you that that, that seems odd, he described Tedward described the tree as dark and black. You've never heard of that before. Um and the vibrant sky doesn't sound like anything else you've heard before. And as you're processing this, you hear Eliel go, an aurora in the sky. That sounds like the Feywild. And she looks at Rose, and Rose kind of nods her head a little bit. You know what? Yeah, when, when Eliel took me on her little road trip, I remember the sky looking all kinds of funny, like lights and shapes just moving around. Did he ever mention the Feywild? He's from the Feywild? He he always said he didn't trust the Feywild. That's why I was mad at Eliel. Did he leave anything behind in the campsite? Roll me an investigation check. 21, not a natural. Wow. Okay, 21. So you start looking around the site. First thing that catches your eye is there were footprints between Tedward and Rose and then they just kind of stop right next to the fire. Um, you do notice on the ground at his, where Thurbat, where like Haley was detecting magic, you kind of pull your hand through the soil and you see these little tiny buds sprouting and they're like cyan and like violet and like wine colored. Really strange colors like blooming out of the dirt. Very tiny little buds. Can I shovel them into my pockets? Sure. And do a nature check? Yes, roll me a nature check. 13. 13. You can't quite tell exactly what types of plants these are because they haven't really budded, aside from the fact that it's like a vine and some leaves. One thing you do know off the bat is these plants are fey in origin. They're like, you just know for a fact that they are not natural. And again, I, now I'm going to roll back my description for Alea. So, yeah, to you, they look relatively normal um, in terms of, like, color. Just because if you're colorblind, they're going to look varying shades of, like, all of the same. Red and green colorblind. I wonder what would that even do? That would mess up, like, all those colors I just described. Um, you can find a website where you can put in a picture and you can look at it in colorblind modes. I I 100% know that that's the sort of thing that would exist. Okay, I'll have to start doing that for this. But what I will say is when you dig your hand through the soil, you get this sickly sweet smell in your nose. And that smell lingers for a moment and then immediately leaves you with a bitter taste in your mouth. Yeah. And with your crazy high investigation check you kind of look up and look or look around and you can see that just in the bushes nearby you can see a broken branch lying on the ground right at the tree line well i think he went this way 
And also, I want to show the flowers in my pockets now, or the buds in my pockets now, to um, to Rose and um, Eliel. I remembered. See, um, Rose like looks the mo looks these plants over, and she goes, "Wow, these colors are really not natural at all. Um, that smell is awful." And Eliel is like looking them over and she leans in and goes, do you mind if I do something that might upset them? Upset? Yes. She like, she like twingle, like flourishes her fingers and you can see like cold frost gathering at her fingertips. Want to put them down first? I'll take half of them out and then put them down. Okay, you, you put down these kind of roots that you've dug up out of the ground, and Eliel sits over them. And do any of you speak Sylvan? I do. You hear her say, By the Wayfinder's beauty, I beseech you for aid. And she runs her hand over these plants, and you see ice form. And the ice starts to collect on the branches are like on the, the roots and the kind of green buds. And the flowers begin to bloom, like they bloom into these really strange looking flowers. Um, the petals are all kind of sharp and in the middle, there's these like thorns that make it look jagged. And then the whole plant turns black and Eliel goes, oh, that's not good. What, what is it? She kind of pa pauses for a moment. These are from the Unseelie Court. What? Um, how do I... You know the stories that your parents might tell you about, you know, not going too, too deep into the forest at night, or if you eat snacks after bed, some kind of boggle is going to run out and eat you. Yes, those are real. Um, and they are 100% the Unseelie Court. But what it The Unseelie is the darkest court in the Feywild. So what does that mean? That... That he was part of this court? Or he served something that was from it. Do you know where his magic comes from? Is he a, some kind of wizard? Uh, I look around at the party. Didn't really... No, uh, ask. You guys need to have yeah. small talk more often. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I so mean, wait. Going what, forward, yeah. What can you tell about, uh, tell us about this court? I, I usually stay very far clear of them. Um, they like to murder a lot. I know that much. They're usually hired by the other courts as assassins. Corruptors. That makes it sound like they're all unsealy and there's just one group that's not shy about it. She <laughs> flashes you kind of a knowing smile. In a sense, yes. There are rules, even though it doesn't seem like it. Um. Well, maybe we should, maybe we should try to find him first. And then ask him? I mean, that's the logical thing to do. Uh, 
Can I follow the trail that I saw earlier? Yeah, sure. Roll me a survival check. And if anyone would like to help. Oh, definitely. This is something Tedward can actually do. Tedward is, he's like a little puppy. He's excited that he can contribute. We found a skill Tedward can do. I got a five, so. I got a a 17. Um, Okay, so Alea, you start to follow the path. You step into the bush, and about 10 feet in, you immediately lose whatever you saw. Tedward, what do you do that keys her in on, or what do you see that keys her in on um, a path of broken brush through the woods? It could be hmm. something like you see a trail. It could be a piece of tattered fabric from Thurbash's cloak. Anything. Let's go with, yeah, just fabric from his cloak they ran off with. Okay, yeah. So Tedward sees this kind of tattered fabric and points you in the right direction. And this trail goes off into the woods pretty far. After about 100 feet, you're pretty, you're a good distance from the campsite where you can see the firelight kind of dancing in the distance behind you. Um... What do the rest, Hele, what do you do? Paint me a scene. Hele, Hele is contemplating and decides to ask uh, Eliel, is there a chance he could be in the Feywild? I mean, maybe? Maybe not. Could you tell if he went there? If he went to the other side, maybe? Hmm. Let me try. You see her close her eyes and focus. She breathes out, and the air coming out of her mouth is cold and frigid. You can see the, it's the equivalent of when you breathe breathe outside and it's cold, your breath is like smoke. And you feel your, you feel a chill run down your back, like a cold wind is just blown through. And she like opens up her eyes and for a brief moment, you can see like a faint glow of this kind of winter blue. And she raises her hand up to her lips and blows. And you watch this smoke billow out or this like frigid smoke billow out from her. And it kind of collects and swirls and then dissipates. As far as I can tell, there wasn't any tears or like holes that would lead him to the Feywild. It's very hard to just kind of go there whenever you want. You have to really pull some strings. Hmm. Okay. Then should we follow them? Probably. Let's go. And Rose kind of looks to you and nods, and you guys make your way through the forest. Hey, folks, and welcome to the mid-roll. I know my voice sounds a little crunchy this week. Um, I've got a head cold going on, and it's not really hitting me too well. But anyway, so housekeeping. This one is another long episode, so we're going to be short and sweet. If you'd like to support the show, you can follow us on Twitter, buy our merch to help, you know, financially keep us afloat, or leave us a review on Podchaser and tell your friends about us. Links for all that jazz in the episode description. This week, our cross-promotion partner is Thornvale Podcast. Keeper Susanna has been on our show for the Warrens and Mini-Arc, and I also spent a lot of time on her show playing Wallace Crane on her Deadlands miniseries, and it was one of my favorite favorite experiences in tabletop to date they're a pillow of our community and put together some great stuff take it away susanna last time on thornvale season one jadis is dead and i thought this would go away but it didn't which means it's something else something we have never dealt with before something's coming and i don't know what it is but it's not gonna be good 
things have changed in Thornvale. Mysterious forces move beneath the surface of the town. More monsters are on the way. More secrets will be revealed. And inevitably, more of Bjorn's suits will be destroyed. So join us for another heart-stopping season of the award-winning Monster of the Week show, Thornvale. What new horrors does Keeper Susanna have planned for her players? Find out now at thornvalepodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Season two begins now. All right, let's get back to the show. So you guys travel deeper and deeper into the forest, further and further away um, from the camp where you were. The brush here is thick, and as you like travel through the woods that aren't part of the trail, um, you notice that like the canopy where these spider webs are, like way above you, is like as you get further and further into just the natural woodlands, like it's getting darker and darker. And the ring light is almost to a point where it doesn't reach this place. Do you, I, who here has dark vision? I think I do. I think I also, yeah, I definitely do. I don't, but I can cheat by asking the book to describe the terrain. <laughs> the only problem is it tends to be really, really exaggerated. Oh my god, yes. Um, so hey Leia and Alea, you both who's leading? Oh, Tedward. Tedward, as you're kind of just walking into the forest, like you can you can see maybe a foot out from you at any given moment. Um and you're kind of just like piece by piece following this trail. You find broken branches, you find footprints, some more tattered cloth, you actually find um like a a bit of jerky that had fallen down on the ground out of his pockets. Or and fall- be naked and hungry when we find him. <laughs> um, but you lead them through the forest, and you notice that like the spider webs around you are kind of getting lower in the tree line, and you travel this way for about two hours. You get an hour in, you don't find much another hour in and you're at this point you only remember where you are vaguely from the direction like you know the generally what's at your back but the path you have been following is like roughly going eastward back towards the river and it's like haphazard it's not direct it like keeps making these wide turns like it feels like you were following someone who is lost and after some time you come up to this kind of clearing in the woods. Very small, maybe 20 feet across. And you step in, you kind of break the, get right up to the tree line. And you can see that the forest here looks like it has been disturbed recently. Sprouting out of the ground are these kind of thorny, bright, healthy brambles in weird focused patches. You can see... There are some trees nearby that have been like completely shattered and blown apart. What do you do? Can I estimate what sort of thing would have done all of the destruction, whether it was like an animal or if it was magic? And if it was an animal, how big it would be? Um, That would be a nature check, I think. Do I have a nature check? Or an insight check. Both are wisdoms, which aren't... It's an intelligence for nature, but they're both... Negative one. 
and I know I'm not wise, but I don't know if I'm dumb. Yeah, I'm dumb. It's 12. Um, so you, <laughs> you rolled a 12. Um, no. <laughs> looking at this, you, it's like, all right, those plants, clearly not. Brambles don't just grow like that. And they're in like a 15 foot radius. Like there's a clear edge to the brambles, which is strange. And you think about it and it kind of reminds you of Alea's, a spell you've seen Alea cast. And Alea, maybe you walk up on the tree line right as Tedra breaks through and starts kind of observing everything. And the splinters in the tree line are large. Whatever creature did this, it was probably the size of a horse, if not bigger. You have seen that creepy deer. Yeah. That weird, nasty rheumatism deer. Can I look for um, any animals, like tracks or anything like that? Yep. Roll me a investigation check. 21. Looking through on the ground, um, you are kind of combing through the grass. With your dark vision, you can see just far enough for it to be helpful. Um, and as you guys walk up, Rose goes, oh, curses. Dang it. And she, like, reaches into her pocket and pulls out a stick and kind of snaps it in half and both halves glow. Um, and she hands one off to somebody. Um, would, it, would any of you like one? Well, I'll take a glow stick because I don't have dark vision. Me too! Um, okay, she hands them both to you guys as you walk through the clearing and look. And now you can see very clearly with the light up. Alaya, you see these huge, these big indentations in the ground. Maybe it looks like someone, only way to describe it is like someone dropped a large stone in wet soil, right? The, the, the earth is curled up in a, a, a circle. And in the center of these two circles, you can see hoof prints. Definitely a deer. Oh, God. You think it's the same deer I spoke to earlier? Dead silence follows. Something just occurred to Tedward, says Tedward in the third person, <laughs> which is how you know that he's thinking too hard to actually speak properly, which doesn't take much. <laughs> Holding a glow stick. And if <laughs> I can see clearly at night, that means things can't see me very clearly at night, says Tedward while slowly <laughs> lowering the glow stick. <laughs> I'll take your glow stick. Can, can, I hand you the glow stick. Can they, can I see the direction that the the hoof prints went? They are facing directly towards the tree that has been splintered and destroyed, and the brambles. And when you're looking at the tree, you can see bits and pieces of dark green cloth stuck to the tree. And you're kind of looking at the ground, like looking and surveying the area. And you see something strange. On the ground, just in front of the brambles, actually in the brambles a little bit, just out of your eyesight. You wouldn't have seen it if you didn't have a light. Is a pair of manacles. Shattered. What's a manacle? Um... Handcuffs. <laughs> Think medieval handcuffs. Yeah. Shattered and broken on the ground. And budding from them 
are these weird thorny flowers that you saw before. Like when Ellie, when Eliel used her ice magic on the roots where Thurbash was. Um. Shoot. What? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> the ambient music is so loud, it just got so scary. I'm sorry. <laughs> I uh, I tried to pull it down nice and quiet. Um. <laughs> crap. Uh. So these are the thorny flowers, you said? Yeah, so you step forward and you can see this manacle on the ground broken and cracked. And there's a bunch of those kind of roots growing through it. And you see these weird thorny flowers with sharp petals and thorns coming out of the middle where like the, the you know, the little nectar like tongues would go. Um, and it's growing out of the manacles. Can I grab some samples? Yeah, sure. Can I... And maybe even store the manacle? Yeah, possibly. You, yeah, you can take them. Do we want to take them? Do they look familiar? No. Not that Hold you can on. tell. Let's ask Elia what they are, because this strikes me, not Tedward, it strikes me as something like it, it, if it has the same, like, kind of hints of magic that she used and it's not something we saw Thurbash carrying around it looks like maybe like a magic device from the Feywild. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to touch it yet. Um, Eliel steps over and is looking at it. I can tell you one thing. Those manacles are made of iron? Regular iron. I can tell because my nose is stuffed. Um, and she kind of leans closer and looks at the flowers. Same flowers. And she like reaches forward and picks the picks up the manacles and inspects them really closely. Wow. What does that mean? I am dying of suspense. She's looking at it, and she goes, same plant, same power, and she runs her hand over it again with the ice, and you watch them kind of bloom further. And, hmm, I can tell you, Fae do not like iron. Um, It's usually harder for Fae magic to grab on it. Why? Don't ask me. I don't know. But... This fey magic broke through iron. And she like leans over towards you guys. Do any of you get closer to look? I do. Yeah, Tedward's curious fellow. As you lean in and look and she goes, look at the pieces where the metal is broken. It, it kind of looks like it's dug into the metal. Like pieces of it are missing. Like eaten away, rotted so to speak. Decomposed? Uh, I guess that's a good word for it, yeah. Here, and she goes to hand it to any, either of you. Haley takes it. Um, It's heavy in your hands, but like, it feels pretty mundane. Nothing about it is extra strange or weird. What do you do with it? 
Well, I'm using the um, what's it called again? The eyes of the veil. Mm-hmm. Now that I see if I can feel what the um, plant magic is on it. Mm. As you as you're touching it, your fingers brush against some of the plant, and a smell hits your nose like rotting fruit immediately. This is necromancy, absolutely for sure necromancy. Well, they say it stinks of necromancy. So there's a body running around, a corpse. No, just the manacles. They stink of it. Mm. Hmm. Wait a minute. Y'all said your friend, Thurbash, he he wanted fingernails? I mean, he suggested that we take fingernails off a dead body that may or may not have been contaminated with some kind of evil magic. I don't know if he wanted to study them or if he, you know, like, I don't know. That feels like a necromancy thing. Yeah, but I mean, we're pretty sure that the evil magic was necromancy to begin with. Was it him all along? Might have just wanted to look at him. Yeah. <laughs> Haley, holy crap. <laughs> Did he do anything else weird? He hit on me. No. What? I honestly don't remember him doing anything else weird the entire time. Yeah, he was actually kind of a voice of reason comparatively. And he might have muttered to himself once or twice, but that's about it. Yeah, I'm... Can I do a history check on my old memories? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> to see if you can, like, connect dots that pre- weren't previously there. 17. One thing comes to mind immediately. If you remember, when you went to go find Irn and Thistledown with your tied up, the tied up guy, um, can't, I forget his name. I literally don't remember. Because I didn't expect you guys to carry him through the woods for five episodes, but that's okay. Um, Full of surprises. The tree in the clearing and the dragon. The tree reached towered high into the sky and its bark was black and twisted. And before you left, and actually the thing that made all of you pass out in that clearing where Rose found you, Thurbash cast some kind of ritual on the tree and it was consumed by these strangely colored flames. And you all got knocked out. And when you woke up, the tree was starting to bloom. Sounds like the opposite of necromancy. That's what I'm thinking. Um... So to set the scene, you were all kind of standing here in this clearing. You can hear crows in the distance. Um, You each have a glow stick. And you kind of see what looks to be the remains of combat at your feet. Um, Those hoof prints, you find more of them. There are like two sets of them. What would you like to do here? The trail seems to have stopped here, roughly. I'm going to look around and see if I can see the white deer. Yeah, let's look at those footprints, too. Roll me a perception check. Both of you. Or one with advantage. Are they deer footprints? Can I look in the tree line? 16. Oh, nine. Um, Haley, what are you looking for? The deer. The deer. You immediately start looking at the tree line, scanning. You don't see anything yet. Tedward, what were you looking for? I was looking at the hoofprints, seeing if I could identify them. Should that have been a nature check? Uh, yeah. I will say Alea's already identified them as deer footprints. Oh, okay. What's a B? What happens when you roll the B? 
Um, what do you mean the B? Hold on. <laughs> Literally, I would have taken a screenshot, but the die dissolved. It, that was a natural. A that B. was a natural twenty. Well, why is it a B? It starts with T. Uh, <laughs> B for beyond. Um, natural what is twenty. It that All Might says <laughs> <laughs> plus ultra. Oh, uh, that was like go beyond or something. Plus um, ultra. <laughs> oh no, he does say go beyond. You're right in the American version. <laughs> Tedward screams, go beyond, and then repeats what Alea already said, as if it's new information. Oh, deer. You say this, you put your hands on the, the ground next to the deer print, and it comes to your, your awareness that this deer print is twice as large as any deer print you've ever seen in your life. Dear God. Oh, damn it. Oh, <laughs> It was Karen who knows. <laughs> um, Alea, what were you looking for? Can I look in the trees, like up? Yes. Above us. Um, what did you roll in your perception? I did not roll yet. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay, roll. It can't hurt you if you don't roll. Don't do it. <laughs> um. Well, I got a seven, but technically it's a natural one, so. That's fine. Um, so you look up in the tree line, and again, you see that the, the, the trees above you are kind of this still wispy, silky, like, spider webs, right? Ugh. Oh, wait, I'm Alea. Alea likes bugs. Sorry. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, these kind of spider webs, right? There's little insects stuck in them. Um, but you do notice something uncomfortable. One of the webs vibrates. Uncomfortable. No me gusta. I am uncomfortable nope. by this. We are about two uh, attempts before I'm going to have Haley start calling out to the deer in whatever language I can imagine. I feel like we're about to get into a Lord of the Ring type of situation. Yeah, we definitely are. We'll fight some big spiders. Not about this. Not about this life. Big deer spiders is what oh. I'm seeing. Oh, God. What the fuck is a deer spider? I don't know. Is it like a deer tick? It's like a spider mixed with a stag beetle, so it's got the big things. Spider deer, spider deer. Oh my god. Um, no. Yeah, so you see the spider web above your head vibrating. And then it kind of stops for a moment. And Haley, while you're looking through the woods, you're kind of panning your vision left and right, and you see a blur of white, and you stop dead. And about 30 feet into the tree line, you can see the deer. Just standing there staring at you. It's his fucking malfunction. This guy, he's whack with poo brain. This deer's whack with poo brain, man. I, I I call out to it to come here. Or I beckon it to come here. Oh my In god. What language? Because if Tedward can understand you, he's about to kick you. <laughs> what um draconic. Draconic. Um hmm. roll me a persuasion check. I wouldn't do it in draconic. I'd do it in English. Or yeah, common. Common. Yeah, roll me a persuasion check. You're getting a potato in your mouth. <laughs> uh, 18. You see the deer take, starts to walk forward, and you guys hear the bushes shaking. And when you look up, you can see the light kind of reflecting off of this deer's weird, milky eyes. And you hear Rose go, oh, not this thing again. And she, like, reaches for her hammer, and her grip tightens on it. And it slowly walks closer. What do you all do? Haley steps forward. Edward steps back. Okay. Um, where is um, Eliel? 
Um, she's at the back of the group, like by the tree line, just kind of observing. Okay, I'm gonna kind of get closer to her. Shimmy my way over there. Are you throwing me in front of the lines of battle again, dear? No, I'm just here to support you. Mm-hmm. She takes a step behind you. Dang it. <laughs> and Haley, this deer walks another five feet closer. Five feet. Moving slow, but careful. And stops about ten feet from you. Do you do anything? He's. It's just past the tree line. I just begin to ask it, do you know what happened here? It snorts. It's It like <laughs> lets out a big snort and raises and kind of stands on its hind legs for a moment and slams its feet down in the ground. And you hear all the trees around you shake. <laughs> and it breathes out its nose again. Can I ask in Sil... 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 I, oh my god. Sylvan, do you mean us harm? It, look, it looks at you as oh, you god. say that in Sylvan. And oh, bl- it blinks once. Blink twice if that's a no. It blinks again. Wait, so it's a oh, yes? Wait, so it's a yes. <laughs> no, no, no. It blinks. It's, so that would be the. Oh, so blink twice. It would blink. No, <laughs> it would blink twice at you. I was like, it blinked once already. So a second one would be. Oh my god. I was like, oh, we're about to fucking. No, she would have said blink again. Okay, all right. That's my bad. Sorry, dear oh, to, okay. dear to human conversation. Not great. It blinks so, twice. Okay, so it doesn't mean us harm. Yet. Yet. Uh, I'm going to relay that information to everyone. Wait. Does it understand? Can, do you understand common? Blink, yes. Once for yes, two for no. <laughs> it blinks once. Oh, it does understand common. Okay, everyone can talk to it. Uh, sorry. I don't, do you have a name? How do we, how do we transform, transcribe a name in blinks? Morse code. We no, don't. just write write letters on the ground like a Ouija board, and let the deer like lick letters or use little hooves. <laughs> lick letters. Lick yeah. letters. He can lick all the letters that aren't in his name, and then we'll just have to make every possible variation of the ones that are still written in the dirt. I'll use precipitation to make us a, a fair sized uh, alphabet in front of it. Any spells? Bob the slob. Did you say Bob oh, the slob? Can <laughs> I? The rights. Can I speak with animal? No, speak with plants on the the weird plants. You can cast speak with plants and see what it does. On the weird? Why would you do that? I don't know to see what's their deal. Do you click on pop ups too? <laughs> 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 These plants are gonna be like, yo, hot singles in your area. <laughs> You're you the can, just, customer. Click here for your prize. You can absolutely cast that spell. That is very clever. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. What does it look like as you cast? Um, I kind of get down on my knees and like I uh, put my hands out and it's like a little, like I put them on the, the ground and like golden tendrils like shoot out to the plants. And as they touch in, these plants kind of writhe a little bit. And you're immediately hit with, like, a voice. Hunger, fiend. What do you do? Uh, sorry, one more time. One more time, say that again. Feed. Feed something about... Hunger. Feed. 
Oh. And like the, the plant starts growing towards you. Um, I think it's either looking for snacks or it's going to eat us like a snack. Edward leaps forward and punches it. Okay, yeah, Tedward, you leap forward and punch it hard. And he punches the plant. Roll, roll me an attack roll. This is the least efficient way to deal with plant-based threats, but Tedward is panicking. I mean, Tedward's already punched a ghost, so, like, how far off is this? It's a 14. Um, roll me damage. I guess a d6 plus your strength. I punched the pollen right off this, this, this thing. How do I roll for damage here? Um, in your actions, um, listeners, we are using... D&D Beyond. Spoilers. Oh, I see it. I see it. Unarmed strike. Yep, here we go. You can just roll the damage. Four damage. You punch this plant and it immediately crumbles. And you take one point of damage as a thorn nicks your finger. What does it say as it gets punched in the face? As your finger crushes it, Alea, you hear the words devour. And Tedward, can I get a constitution saving throw? Yeah, sure. I'm pretty good with that. 18. Um, as you raise your hand up, you can see one of the thorns is stuck in your finger, and your your finger's starting to turn like green and black where the thorn is. And you like, what do you do to get the the, the thorn out? Tedward clenches his fist until the blood pressure is sufficient to launch the thorn out. <laughs> <laughs> it bounces. <laughs> Somebody ducks. <laughs> it sticks into a tree. Have more life force than you can handle. And Alea, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, careful with touching it because it seems to want to eat us. So I know we're like a snack pack of a team, but I don't, I'm not a. What, what kind of snack pack? Just a. Pudding packs? Lunchables? Wait, now everyone. You're talking about the chocolate pudding? Now everyone needs to have like what they are a part of in the snack pack. Like what kind of food? Do you guys make one kick-ass Lunchable? Mm. Alea's probably a cup of dirt. I'm the Dunkaroos. A cup of dirt? What kind of snack packs are you eating? You, you like, have you never know, had those? They're like chocolate pudding with like or like Oreo breadcrumbs yeah. on top and gummy yeah, worms. With gummy worms. Everybody knows what a cup of dirt is. I have never heard of that. You what? can get those as alcoholic too, where it's like a chocolatey jello shot under there. Ooh. What? You've never done that? Boy. No. Man. I started drinking later than all of you guys, and I'm leaving you in my dust. <laughs> I'm not going to have a liver in a year. Oh, my God. So as you're saying this, Alea, you hear a voice go. The entire forest wants to devour. David Attenborough? <laughs> Is yes, it the deer? He, he's, David Attenborough is in the woods standing next to the deer with a microphone. No, you, you, <laughs> hear, you hear this voice echo around the clearing and you look up and you see the deer looking at you. Irvin Attenborough. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the, maybe, wait, maybe stop talking. The forest wants to, the forest wants to devour everything? Yes. And your role in being here is? It like looks around towards the trees. To survive the corruption. Fair enough. All right. Uh, is he speaking common? Um, there's no words coming out. You're just oh, getting. Just... Oh, okay. And you're kind of, as you look over the deer and you're like, wait a minute, its mouth isn't moving. You can see that throughout its fur, 
there are little gray discolored leaves poking out. Your speak with plant spell is working. Oh. So we're not all getting this. No, just a layer. <laughs> okay, I'm going to relay the information once I realize that I'm just speaking one-sided. Uh, and it's not answer like it's not actively talking. Um, have you seen our friend? Yay, tall. Kind of panicky the last time apparently. It's it's like breathing is uh, while it's standing here communicating with you, you can kind of notice now that like it's not as inhumanly still as you perceived it to be previously. It's breathing is kind of heavy and labored. The agent of the corruption. I don't think we're talking about the same person. He's about yay high, <laughs> you know, kind of obsessed with trees. He might smell like necromancy. He wields an unseely blade. Ooh, that's not good. Um, I'm going to relay that to everyone. Have we seen that sword? Yep, a lot. Okay. Oh boy, now I'm remembering it. It's actually changed form. He can like change it. It grows into new weapons as he's... He's like, every time he summons it, summons it, he can summon it as something different. Every time it's made of a black, twisted, gnarled wood. Um, Do you know where he went? I'm going to relay that. What are your intentions here? To help, right? Who? Whoever Everyone? What am I supposed to say, Jesus? <laughs> Roll me a persuasion check, whoever wants to. One person. Me. All right. <laughs> oh God! Wait a second. I shouldn't have done this. This is a mistake. Twenty-four. Damn. Hmm. Good choice. There is only one way to stop this. What's the way? Destroy the heart of this wretched place. <laughs> Wouldn't that destroy the forest then? I. And it like pauses. Like the the voice is labored. Am the forest. Oh. Ask the forest if it gets paid by the hour, because the forest talks real slow. <laughs> I think he's hurt because the forest is hurt. Or he's got infected. Can, does he have any... And you like realize you're the exact last person who should be trying to help him. <laughs> no. Does he have any of the, like, bark? Like, the infection? Oh, um, like the black crystal? Yeah. You, you can roll me an investigation check if you'd like. That didn't work out best last time. I don't want to try to de-louse a gross deer. You can't Eleven. just look. You have to get closer to the deer to check. I'm going to be cautious and, like, being like, look, no weapons. I just want to help. You take a step forward, two steps, three steps, and the deer takes one step back and then kind of wavers for a moment and leans its head down towards you. How big is this? Um, this deer is huge. Like Irish Irish elk big. Mm. And you kind of like reach forward and touch the fur. The fur is ridiculously soft. Um, it looks scraggly and worn out and old and gray, but it is soft to the touch and you kind of run your fingers through it and underneath you can feel something hard like bark. And when you part the fur, you can see a black and twisted bark 
underneath. And as you like part further, it looks like it's spreading. And like there's spots where the bark touches plain flesh, like the, the deer's like pinkish, pinkish flesh. And the, the bark is gnarled in and the veins coming out of it are black. Can I cast... Uh, I don't remember if this worked last time when I did it on the tree or not. Can I cast Detect Poison and Disease? Uh, yeah, you can, if you'd like. I don't think I... How, how do I do this? You can just click it. Just click the spell. You don't... It doesn't... Um... There's also a button that says cast. You can click that. So what I will say when you cast this spell, um, you do get elements of poison and disease. Where this barky wound is touching the deer, you can feel, you can sense poison in its veins. But the barky wound itself is something beyond what your magic is capable of understanding. Hmm. Do you truly mean to help? Yes. I look at its eyes. The creepy milky eyes. <laughs> um, Haley, while this conversation is going on, what are you doing? Sulking a little bit, but uh also just like contemplating because we're being relayed that the forest is evil now, like burning it all down with a firebolt. Holding one in his hand, it's like ready to throw it. You can. He's gonna wait because he's not a impulsive person. Yeah, <laughs> like you'd start the fire. He's not an impulsive. Oh, you can do it, dude. I don't mind. <laughs> the deer's gonna be like, "Holy shit! It was a metaphor. Don't destroy the forest." <laughs> what the That's fuck is your problem? Not sure. You told only the heart would work, so he's waiting for the heart. I will say, hey, late. While you're standing there with your firebolt in hand, you notice a, crawling across the webs are a, a handful of small spiders just at the very top of the tree line. Oh, that would that qualify small. Uh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. The size of a quarter, but there's like a oh, couple dozen of them. That's small. Are they just staying on the web? They're moving towards what you would consider the center of this clearing above you. I would probably aim for that, and if they continue to head there, I would hit it. Roll me an attack roll. Not small, man. A 12. Mm, you hit. Um, roll me damage. 14. So with 14, you throw the firebolt up, and it hits the webs, and you just hear the little as the spiders are getting burned. Um, everyone kind of stops for a moment as Haley's holding it like a fire in his hand, and you can see some of the webs in the canopy above burning. Roll me a d100. Everybody? Uh, just Haley. 46. I'm looking at a table. Hold on. <laughs> That's so fitting. Oh, no. Haley, at the spot that you picked, you watch as that little tiny nick of fire gets bigger and bigger, and you can feel all the hair on your fur standing up. You recognize this, what this feels like immediately. This magic is wild. And as the fire burns more and more, it turns into a giant 
sphere five feet wide in the canopy. And the, the, the canopy above starts to burn and smoke, and you can just hear hundreds of these little spiders as they're burning. What do you all do? <laughs> Are the spiders with you? I asked the Yeah, we didn't even check. No. So my children. Ew. <laughs> No, my wife, no. Okay, spiders are good to kill it, kill. <laughs> good, there he did. And Haley, you see as like a couple of them fall down on the ground at your feet, and like you get a, a look at them. They're made of wood. Oh. Ew. Wait, that's less that gross. Huh? That's less. No, because. Okay, how realistic are these spiders looking? Because now very, I'm just picturing very. like, ew, no, yeah. see, that's but, gross. But they're made of wood. But they're made of wood. That's less gross. Yeah. But they're, but some, how are they alive? Okay, we live in a magic world. This is not odd at all. If they were regular spiders or if they were like, oh, you're, you realize they're actually just tons of human hands. I would have been like, oh, this is definitely gross. But wood spiders is nothing. Give me something exotic if you want me to be scared, like spiders made of chorizo. This is just categorically less disgusting. Um, by the way, so Hele, that effect was the Flaming Sphere spell spontaneously activates in an unoccupied space. I'm about it. I'm, a, I'm about this. It's exactly what Haley would want. Um, roll me a d8, Haley. Alright, where is it? 10, 8, 5. Oh, this is unfortunate. Um, you watch as the flaming sphere rolls across the canopy, like wild and out of control. It's moving of its own accord, and it it's heading towards the deer. Oh shit! Burn, deer, burn. Um, blah. I yell out, "I have no control." <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a raging fireball. Yep. Yeah. Well, how is the deer reacting to all this chaos unfolding? So as the fire erupted, the deer takes a couple steps back, um, like deeper into the tree line. LA, you feel it pull away from you as your hand like comes out of its fur. Um, and it takes a couple steps back. And then as the fire is reeling towards it, um, it like I... rears up on its hind legs and lets out like a bleat. That all of you hear. A bleep? Bleat, bleat. like the sound. like. I say bleep just like because that's like, a goat sound, but it's like a... Yeah, just search deer scream on YouTube. You'll get it. Oh, no. I can't Wait, do it, but... Did it, is, is, did it get hit yet? No, not yet. It's on the way. It's okay. within seconds. Can I cast... All right, I, I'm really bad at, like... <laughs> I don't know D&D stuff, but if I cast Dust Devil, can I change the trajectory trajectory of the the fire? Absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Um, where do you want it to go? I'm gonna roll a d100 because fire's like wind. That's fair. But, if you succeed, you'll be able to move it to where you want to. It will probably get bigger, but... Oh, it'll get bigger? Okay, well maybe then I'll just put bark skin before... I'll put that on the deer. It gets more bark. I was to say, I think he's got that going on already. Yeah, but this is a good bark bark skin. Okay, Alea, pick high or low. Oh God, instinct tells me high. So. Okay, okay. You, I rolled high, which is good for you. Um, you, yeah. <laughs> you, reach out. What does the dust devil look like? Uh, it's just like 
she shoots out and some of the like dust around her feet and in her pockets like come out and make like oh my god the dirt comes out of the pockets yeah (laughs) oh that's cool um it wraps around this fireball and the fire is getting bigger but it's the dust devil is funneling it where do you want it to go What's above us? Is it's an opening. We're in an opening, right? No, it's, it's so like there's a clearing in the trees around you, but the canopy is so thick it's covering it all. And you know that there okay. are more spiders above you. All right, I'm going up then. Okay, you funnel it up and this fireball goes up into the, the canopy and spreads out. Alea, can you roll me a D100? I'm going to accidentally start a forest fire. Um. Accidentally. You, you, you were accidentally accelerating a, a forest fire. We we got some water spells, I'm sure. Not me. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Um, How do I roll a D100 on this site? Um, So off to your left, or bottom left corner, there's a D20 oh, symbol. I see it. I see it. 89. 89. Let's consult the magic chart. Please let it be like just water and it starts raining. A drought spell. So you raise your hands up and this dust devil pours the fire into the sky. And then for a moment, all of your fingers kind of go numb. And your concentration on the spell ends. And the fire above is starting to cackle and kind of rage. Haley, what do you do? You realize that you just triggered a wild magic surge, which as far as you're aware is something that Shouldn't happen when you cast cantrip spells. They're too weak. I start trying to cast precipitation, or not, no, uh, I start to panic. I should say that. Yeah. And I guess I have nothing to fix. It's. <laughs> so the fire, the fire is raging, but like. I guess, I guess I would fire more firebolts up to see if I can get another one. Oh what? no! Why? <laughs> he throws. So Excuse you, me. You throw another firebolt up, um, and it impacts with the currently existing fire. Um, this clearing is maybe about twenty feet across. You notice something though. You're flicking firebolts up, and the hair on your, like your fur, isn't standing on end again. Like you're kind of throwing more fire up. It's just lighting little bits of webs on fire, but it's not triggering a surge. Um, can I state for the record that I am dumb because I have a spell that, that protects a creature from any type of, uh, has resistance to one type of damage, including fire. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, so so one, one thing I will yeah. say, hey, like you cast a couple fire bolts. And then, like, you feel your hair stand on stand on end again. Can you roll me a a saving throw using your, a charisma saving throw? Sure. Twelve. You go to cast the spell, and you guys are watching Haley panic and throw more fire up into the air. And you go to cast a firebolt, and for a minute, your fingers go numb. And Alea, and you, like all the fur on your arms stand on end. And Alea, at the same time, your fingers go numb. And your Hele, your spell just fizzles out before it leaves your hand. Oh. And uh, Arcana check. Um, that or insight, whatever you pick. I'll do insight if you do Arcana. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I got a five. I also got a five. 
You guys have it no idea a... what just happened, except that your fingers went numb and Haley's spell didn't work. Okay, Haley's trying to figure out how long this might last. Would that be investigation? Intelligence? Yeah. Um, intelligence saving, or intelligence check, or like investigation would also work. 17. Um, you try and cast another spell. Roll me a charisma saving, uh, another charisma saving throw. Saving throw. 14 this time. You go to cast the spell again, and you feel your fur stand on end, and the spell fizzles out in your hand. You know from your experience with wild magic that you triggered a surge, and you kind of look over at Alaya, who also cast a spell. There's a tiny chance that hers, that whatever she did might have also caused the surge that's doing something to you. Hmm. Does that mean all of my spells are going to be busted? Because I have a dispel magic spell. Um, as this is happening, the you you Alea, you hear the deer go igniting the forest here is only treating a symptom. Um. Okay, we well. The thing is, do we just let this area burn? <laughs> I'm gonna realize what what the deer said. Uh, so we need to find the heart. You're saying? <laughs> What'd you say? Hold on. Why is why is they laughing? So are we just gonna leave this? Are we just gonna leave this forest fire going? Yeah, I think we should. We we can come back. Well, hear me out. Right, this is it's an evil forest, right? Evil it's, Forest is probably going to try to put itself out. It's infected, though. I don't know if it's an evil forest. Well, what I think it'll, if it can defend itself and it's evil and 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 such on, it, it might have some mechanism to defend itself against the fire too, if it wants to perpetuate itself. So I would gamble on maybe the forest will just unfuck itself <laughs> while we go find the heart. Do we see anywhere like any act anything acting against? Roll me a roll me a perception check. Perception eighteen. So it's been about a minute, and the flaming sp spear spell is starting to dissolve, and the fire is dwindling down, not to like a manageable degree, but it's still pretty widespread. But Haley, looking above at the tree line, you do notice, like the the canopy above, you do notice that from some of these branches, vines like vines and branches are starting to slowly grow over the fire. They're burning, but they're not burning fast enough. And then another layer and another layer. As you guys are sitting here, the forest is slowly growing over the fire and choking it out. Hey, for let's go find the heart. Come on, round up people. Um, so as you're saying this, you guys are, guys are kind of gathering your wits and the deer says, um, Alea, what's the actually what's the duration on your speak with plants spell? It is uh, da, 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 10 minutes. Okay, I would say up about now it's starting to wear off. Um as the deer looks to you and the last word, the last phrase you get are the boy. I know where he is going. Lead the way. My chosen is escorting him to the heart. Hey, what? What does that mean? What boy? Is Thurbash the boy? 
<laughs> or is it your chosen? Yeah, but who's the chosen? All right, I'm gonna just say lead the way. I could probably cast another. I have one more spell slot for level three spells, but I think you I'm gonna hold out fight. until we. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna hold off for it. Um. Okay. Let me know when we get to the heart. I'm just gonna do something weird when we get there. Oh no! Gonna <laughs> <laughs> get real weird, guys. Um, Ale, what do you want to do? Um, I just kind of insinuate. I was like, okay, let's let's. I'm following your lead. Lead the way. The deer nods its head and stamps its foot in the ground, and you watch as some of the bushes part in a way, a little bit, not a lot. Um, and it says, "I cannot go where you are going." but this will lead you to the trail. I thought you were the forest. Yeah, bro. The closer to the heart you are, the stronger the corruption is and the faster I will die. Fair enough. Okay, um, can I? Walk it off, bro. I'm going to... I don't even fucking know. I was gonna give it like a little bit of like, can, can I healing words it? The deer? Yeah, that, you, you can try, go ahead. Is that gonna be dumb? It might help. Just, uh, I mean, guidance is for ability checks. Does that count as saving throws? Uh, no, that's a blessed spell. I mean, I feel like I should, maybe we'll do guidance. I'll do guidance. I figure we should just go fix the forest. I know, but I'm worried that it'll die out here. You're like you're like tying a balloon on the roadkill with a little bit of card. Oh my god. I'm gonna bless bless the deer, okay? Feel better, deer. It's with guidance. The, the deer sneezes. Um Edward fishes in his pocket and gives the deer a linty cough drop and a pat on the back. Come see me in a, in a week. Um, so I'm going to cast Guidance on it, just to give it a little bit of boost on hopefully avoiding whatever the fuck is it trying to kill it. Um, yeah, so you give it a, you give it Guidance, and the deer nods its head in like a, maybe a, um, a polite gesture, I guess. At this point, you can't understand it, but that's what you get. Do you guys follow the trail? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Let's Wait, is it. everyone with us? Yeah. Rose and Turtle Fairy. Yeah. Lady. I forgot her name again. Eliel. Mm. Yes. Eliel. All right. She's there, right? I'm here. Let's go. Just watching all that. Um, so you guys can make your start to make your way towards the trail. Hele. Um as you pass you kind of gather up with everybody. Um, they start to make their way into the trail one by one. And there's a it's a very thin trail, about five feet wide. And as you pass, you notice that the deer is kind of staring at you. What do you do? Wink. Oh. Uh, what, how far is it now? Um, it's like right at the edge of this little five five foot wide walkway. Like it hasn't gone anywhere. It's within, you could touch it if you wanted to. I wave to it. Um, I'm gonna roll a d20. What languages do you speak? Uh, what did I get? Common, deep speech, and draconic. Okay. As you're walking by, 
it doesn't communicate to you with language, but you will have that feat that is, you know, that allows you to communicate with animals. And rather than do animal handling, you can kind of persuade them. Like you understand their body language in a way that most people don't. And this deer regards you with kind of like a comforting, like a, a confident but comfortable stance. And it looks towards the fire and then looks kind of towards back to you and nods its head gently as like a sign of affirmation. Haley calms down and goes, oh, thank God. I'm going to roll a d20 to see if this something, this cool thing happens. As you, have you stopped or are you continuing to walk while everyone else is walking ahead? Uh, I would have, I would have stopped for a moment. Okay. Um, you can hear their footsteps on the soil 10, 15, 20 feet away. They don't seem to notice that you stopped. And from the deer, one of its antlers, you watch a flower kind of bloom and it leans its head down towards you. I will pick the flower. Um, you pick it off and as you do, you can feel like a warm breeze roll over you. It smells like You know that scent when you like step outside really early in the morning and like the morning dew is kind of everywhere. It's like that fresh morning scent you get if you're up early enough. Like it's like in between, you know, that time just after sunrise and like the time where the sun is high enough up in the sky that it's kind of bright. Mm-hmm. You get hit with that scent and it feels like comforting and warm and on the breeze as this kind of calming wind rolls past you. You hear a name. Oshin. Oshin. And if you'd like, you could roll a history check. Absolutely. Because this is like the perfect thing for Haylight to, to know. Solid six. Oof. <laughs> Almost a 19. Um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give you advantage because... You lived in a place full of lore where you might read about something like this. All right, 15. 15. That's more like it. Oshin. That name. You remember reading about it in the Grand Library of your island home. Specifically. <laughs> What'd you say? I just imagine you go... You remember reading about it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Book closed. <laughs> Haley slept through that class, but he remembers the name. Um, now, so... That name is one of many in a catalog of... Or a catalog of tales about forest primordials. Each one... Ooh. A chosen royal of Sangul, the great wolf, god of all nature. You just spoke to a prince. Is he single? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you realize you just spoken to a prince, and it kind of nods its head to you. How would you like to tie this episode up in a bow? Uh, Haley will bow and then run to catch up to the uh run to catch up with everybody uh pulling out the scroll oh 
What are you going to do with that? When we get to the clearing, we're going to open it and see what happens. Is this something that we all know about, or is this a secret thing that this I have is, to look for? This is a to? secret thing that Haley hasn't used yet. Um, okay. So, yeah, you pull out the scroll and kind of clutch it like you're excited. And we... Our story fades off here as the one, two, three, four, five of you make your way down this very thin, precarious trail further into the woodlands. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. I just can't... Another forest fire? Look, that one wasn't even my fault or their fault. That was wild magic. Though they did try to... How have they lived this long? Anyways, enough of my brain melting down. <laughs> Next week, we continue our break from the Lily with another world-building episode. The cast of the Lily and our dear friend Nikki from Beholder to No One team up to forge the history and the legend of the Gilded Lily. And the coolest part is that all the fun rumors we come up with we're going to weave into a sea shanty for the show a little bit down the road. So I really hope you enjoy because I am very excited. As usual, our release days are now on Mondays, but you can catch us on our usual platforms any day of the week. Our songs and ambient music for this episode are features from Kevin McLeod and Sword Coast Soundscape, which you can find in our episode description and on their Bandcamp pages. We've also been using tracks from Dark Fantasy Studios, which we got off a really awesome Hummel Bundle, so keep an eye out for those if you want to use cool tracks like we do. Stay safe, and see you soon. that's a good spot to stop we've been recording for a hot second who's the fifth um you three Rose, oh, yeah and eliel why did i give you guys two npcs why did Leia have to cast the spell magic <laughs> now i have to voice both of them probably hire someone on fiverr and then use only the voice lines that they've rec recorded <laughs> they just keep running on repeat <laughs>